Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the third annual LA Podcast Festival. Let's hear it. All right, you guys know where you're at. You are at a live recording of The Dollop. And for those, yeah, that's applause is the right response. Really well done. Really well done. Uh, for those of the uninitiated, uh, each week, comedians Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds pick a subject or person from history and examine it. It's informative, it's hilarious. So if you've ever wanted to know more about colonial teeth, lobotomies, purity balls, and more, you owe it to yourself to subscribe and listen each and every week. And so, with traces of Dave Anthony and a hint of Gareth Reynolds alongside their special guest, Will Anderson, ladies and gentlemen, the dollar! Too many rainbow heads. Uh, any uh, any lobotomists? Uh, holy shit! I don't know if this is a I don't know if this is the right movement. Oh, I know what to do. Gary, 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 Gareth. Gary, Gary. <laughs> this is one of those moments where uh, Gary or Gareth. Thank you for saying both. Turns into one of the stories from the doll. It's a matter, <laughs> a matter of time. He'll just be explaining it to some guy. He's like got a dumb nickname for it. He'll be like, right, Derry? And the guy will be like, well, it's actually Darren. <laughs> He'll be like, no, this is about my friend Gary, Derry. Um, thank you for the Tim Tams, Martin. Very kind. We enjoy those. Um, let's just start it, okay, Gary and Will? It's Gareth. <laughs> if you see a pair of glasses around, they're mine. I had to go across the street to the drugstore and get granny glasses. That is the 27th time in the last 20 minutes Gareth and I have heard that. <laughs> it's Gary and Granny. Ooh. Um, I'm sorry that I had a tragedy. No, I think we, we definitely we overlooked that. I'm sorry, Dave. The year! Oh, no. no, no not, very, very spicy up top, which nobody's into. Was 1841. Okay. <laughs> Some people have sent this in. A lot of people. This is one of the most requested stories. Charles Julius Gattu. Nothing. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know it? Okay, a couple of people are in. How many people know what, I'm, what we're doing? No. Oh, wow. Okay, so a lot of you guys are unread monkeys. Okay. You're, there's a couple on stage who don't like that. <laughs> I saw He's the original, forgiven. but I didn't say Gary Chuchu. <laughs> I'm sorry. Gary Chuchu. We know his name. We've heard the Gary Chuchu story. We're not idiots, Dave. Charles Julius Gattu was born in September 1841 in Freepoint, Illinois. George, uh, George, Georgetown, Charles. Well, I, I put an extra word in there. His name is not 
Georgetown Charles. Hey, but man. you've got to forgive Dave. He's not wearing his best glasses. <laughs> First I've heard of it. <laughs> Charles was the fourth child born to businessman Luther Gatou. There he is. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's a se- <laughs> selfie. It's a selfie, right? Yeah. Yeah. First and, selfie. Uh, <laughs> and his wife, Anne. That's like you 20 years from the future. <laughs> <laughs> I found my glasses! <laughs> his sister, Frances, practically raised Charles and would become his substitute mother and primary source of moral and financial support for his, most of his life. Well, Make note of that, Francis. Yep, that feels Francis. important. The Freeport locals generally thought the whole Gatou family was odd. <laughs> and there was whispered gossip about insanity in the Gatou gene pool. <laughs> whispered. <laughs> Don't tell them. He's cuckoo. They might be crazy. What are you talking about out there? I'm normal! (laughs) Normal people don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Luther was a brutal father. With a name like Luther, who would have guessed? (laughs) (laughs) And Charles Gatou was whipped often and received a steady stream of verbal abuse throughout his childhood. Well, that's not good. No. Luther followed the religion of John H. Noise. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, fuck. (laughs) He was a noiseman. (laughs) Bring the noise. (laughs) (laughs) Noise preached communal living. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's already not good, <laughs> right? I think his pickup line was "Come on, feel the noise." <laughs> <laughs> Multiple sex partners, partners. Oh, sorry, I should have saved that one for after that. Yeah, yeah. listen, <laughs> we'll edit it. We'll edit it. Uh, which was fairly uncommon in the Victorian era. Mm. Well, there's Charles. All right, I get it. Yeah. Beautiful mustache. He's a, yeah. he, He's a fuckable son of a bitch, huh? (laughs) Got his fingers in a lot of pies. Uh, Charles inherited $1,000 from his grandfather as a young man and went to Ann Arbor, Michigan in order to attend the University of Michigan. Mm. I know, it's very exciting. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, wait. What? But it turned out he hadn't passed the entrance exams, and when he took them, he failed. So he went to the University of Phoenix. Yes. (laughs) By the way, I'm an Australian. That's a good American Yeah, reference. I mean, not bad. That it's not really bad. is. Yeah. <laughs> I've been paying attention. But I definitely recommend to everybody always go to university first and then try to get in. That's the right way to do it. Yep. Uh, so Charles moved back and began following. Because he wasn't allowed to go to college there because right. nobody told him that. Because apparently he was in a Rodney Dangerfield yeah. movie. <laughs> hey, I'm a movie plot. Can I come in? What's, uh... uh... So he went and began following noise and traveled in 1860 to live in the Oneida community. Oh. Which had a commune in New York that was the center of the noise cult. The oh. noise cult. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But Charles was a bit of an asshole. Oh. Mm. 
He rubbed most members of Anoida the wrong way, even though the cult was all about fucking and sucking. Gatu repelled more women than he attracted. Well, I mean, if, so if you rub them the wrong way, that is. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. yeah? <laughs> Fuck you guys. I don't even know. When does the genie come out? I'm bringing the noise. I'm bringing the noise. You like that on your armpit? Yeah. Your armpit horny? Yeah. He called his blowjob the silencer. Did you come yet? That's my pillow. Uh, he was there for five years and got no action. What? Wow. In a sex cult. He fucked nobody. That's like that expression, he couldn't get laid in a morgue. This sounds yeah. a little bit worse. You're like, you couldn't get laid at a sex cult. Other cult members nicknamed him Charles Get Out. <laughs> Creative devils. I mean, that is terrible. That is yeah. terrible. That is like being at a podcast festival and somebody going, that guy's the weird one. <laughs> we found the creep. There's Waldo. Uh, it was said that Charles was not good at the labor he had to do at the cult, and he would get confused and make mistakes. He was also quick to anger. If he did get angry, he would gesticulate wildly. Mm. Fucking broom! <laughs> <laughs> I just love that kind of anger. And why wouldn't he get laid? <laughs> he couldn't do chores. He was upset about it. Sounds like a real turn-on. Yeah. That guy sounds hot. Uh, other times, he would just sit in a corner and not talk to anyone for long periods of time. Oh. It's well, this was in the day before podcast. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. I got <laughs> oh podcast. my God. He would just make such good podcasts. <laughs> there he is, sitting in a corner. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Who would want to fuck that? Yeah, well, very fuckable. <laughs> One way the cult police social behavior was through criticism. Oh, yeah. The individual who was to be criticized would sit in the middle of the room. Oh, boy. And uh -huh. the other members would form a circle around him. Oh, God. Uh -huh. And they would just sit there and let Charles have it. <laughs> him, no. Hence his nickname, Soggy Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an international reference? I'm not... Okay. Okay, all right. Thank okay. you. Uh, they would tell him he was arrogant and had a huge ego... Because even after all this, Charles thought he was hot shit. Right? Charles should live in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> it would fit. Perfect. Be like, oh, God, here he is. Hey, man, shit. no, yeah, I heard you booked it. Jesus yeah. Christ. Well, let's go. Gee, I'm going to be on Modern Family. Yeah, 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 congrats, man. Probably regular. They might bring me back. Who knows? Yeah, they called me at my house. I know, yeah, you know, I buddy. Like, I don't know if I can all do right, it. All right, I'm going to put in my uh, earbuds. Here's a card from my production company, Noise in the Hood. <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. Super pun. I faded out for a bit. <laughs> Welcome to Pun Town. <laughs> yeah, like I'm bringing your podcast down. I... Uh, he considered himself better than most of the others and had an incredibly inflated sense of self-importance. Mm, sounds like an agreeable gentleman. Yeah. 
After a while, Charles decided noise was tyrannical and oppressive. <laughs> so a man. Not so he left the cult. Right. The, yeah, no, he felt like the leader of the cult was tyrannical and impressive. Not impressed it. Oppressive. <laughs> hey, Who would have thought a cult leader would be like that? <laughs> I know. Never it's heard of so that. so weird. Yeah. Naturally, after accusing Noyes of being tyrannical and oppressive, he moved to New Jersey in 1865 and set up a newspaper that would spread the teachings of Noyes. You know what? You're shit! I don't like you, so I'm going to set up a newspaper that's about you and how awesome you are. I'll see you in hell, fuckface. <laughs> That'll teach him. The cult gave him $50 in books. They gave him $50 in books, $100 worth of clothes, and hundreds in cash, and a, and a note for $800. He was rolling it. They're like, yeah, take all this. Just get the fuck out of here. Oddly, not a lot of people wanted to subscribe to a sex cult newspaper. <laughs> and after 14 weeks, it folded. What? So Charles went back to the cult. <laughs> hey, guys! <laughs> well, I gave it a crack. <laughs> Man, you guys gave me a lot of money and I burned through it and I'm back. This is going to be awesome the second time. Take two, fucking. You we guys want to so fuck? good for each other. You guys want to fuck? Huh? Don't, no, not the circle. Don't make the circle. Not the circle. I want to fuck. Come on. <laughs> Sheila, I fucked your duvet. <laughs> Come on. Can we, can we do the rubbing, the rubbing thing? The Come thing on. Where I rub? Huh? Let me make rubs on you. He immediately returned his feelings of superiority over the other commune members, and tensions quickly escalated. Charles left the cult for good on November 1st, 1866. They again gave him money to get out. They're like, what seriously, What is going on? This is... Well, he's so awful, and he walks yeah, in and goes, I'm back? awesome! Yeah. Fuck me! And they're like, no, you're horrible. And he's like, fuck you, I'm leaving! It's Can I have some like, money? It is kind of like hard breakups, right? Because at some point you do kind of go back to be like, oh, that's right, that's right. This was not a good situation. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah so he gave total... it like the, the second run. Yeah. You okay. gave it a second. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Going back, trying it again. No, give it a shot for the kids. For the kids. For the kids. <laughs> for the kids, for the Will. Kids. <laughs> Is, are you still upset about Pun Town? Yeah, I'm hurt by it. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I've, I've lost my just... confidence, man. Uh, I, no, I don't. Uh, I was just I kidding. I feel like this dude, the first time he left noise, <laughs> I just... <laughs> I feel like I've I've been the, the audience got in a circle around me. No, and they no. all judged no, me. No, no, no. You're just like, no, you can fuck anyone. Fuck you guys! I'm no, gonna start gonna a newspaper. Well, you're gonna fuck them all. About how much I love podcasts. All right, they, somebody they, suck his dick. <laughs> Before he makes a newspaper about how great this is. Wait, what? <laughs> Let him do it, or Charles then. <laughs> Oh, that's noise again. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, right. He doesn't look like a prick. You know what, though? Seems pretty Honestly, normal. Honestly, though, like, each of those photos, I know that everyone's like, oh, no one would fuck him. Right. But, like, he's, like, fuckable. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's not... very fuckable. Do you know what I mean? He's very... Yeah, he looks like a young Abraham he's... Lincoln. Right. <laughs> I mean, I guess they all do, but still, he's fuckable. <laughs> he's definitely fuckable. Mate, this His be... eyes are very, like, hey, how are you? How's your yeah. vagina? There's got to be someone in Portland who would find that hot. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, in Portland, what? he's at a farmer's market. Like, do you have any ripe avocados? 
down there? Okay, great. So noise. Uh, so Charles left and set about uh, being a shady businessman. He would sneak out of his lodgings in the dead of night without paying his bills. He had some short stays in jail and was always moving around to keep a step ahead of his growing number of creditors. Things mm. are good. Right? Yeah. Charles also tried to sue Noise for what he felt was owed him for all the work he had done during his residency. Well, why didn't he just make a newspaper? No <laughs> <laughs> more newspapers at this problem. <laughs> After all the money they had given him, he uh -huh. wanted another nine grand. <laughs> <laughs> Which back then was a billion dollars. <laughs> Noise refused to make a settlement. Charles had a signed contract when he arrived that said he would get a room and board in return for labor. Charles then considered blackmailing Noise by going public with stories of rampant, rampant sex in the cult. <laughs> Noise wrote to Charles' lawyer and said Charles was never a good worker, that he was moody and conceited. Then Charles admitted to stealing from previous employers. Oh, no, sorry. Then he said Charles admitted to stealing from previous employers, as well as frequently visiting prostitutes and had caught a venereal disease. <laughs> it would be great if prostitutes wouldn't even fuck him. Like, Girls, let's make the circle. Make the no. circle. Circle up, gals. No, I don't want to. Get how, around him. That's how he went through the money. Yeah. Because, <laughs> it's like, I need $9,000 because I need 20 prostitutes in a circle. Listen, do you know how much a whore circle costs in this economy? You kidding? Just be mean to me. Please, look at me. Make a square, for fuck's sake! Something! Oh. It's my birthday! God damn it! <laughs> I'm gonna make a newspaper about this. <laughs> uh, Noise also said that he was addicted to masturbation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, define addiction. You know what I mean? Um, How Duchovny of him. Right. Is this a story about the guy who invented meth? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charles then wrote what he called an appeal. Mm -hmm. It described all the sex that was happening in the cult. He sent it to the attorney general in Washington. Who was probably like, what's going on? Yeah. Wait, why am I getting this? People are fucking? Am I supposed to get horny from cases? What's all right, you're all under arrest! Yeah. For fucking! <laughs> <laughs> he wrote it like a penthouse forum letter. Dear attorney general, I always thought letters to you were made up. <laughs> I never thought I'd send one of these in myself, but here I am. <laughs> Has this happened to any of your other readers? I was in a circle. <laughs> it just, the, the appeal described all the sex that was happening in the cult. He sent to the Attorney General of Washington to New York State officials. <laughs> Dear Treasury mm -hmm. Department. Uh, and to prominent ministers and editors in New York. Oh, ministers yeah. were like, well, I'll be in the uh, private minister chambers for a minute uh, <laughs> going over some paperwork. <laughs> Don't come in. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> You'll notice that uh, some of the pages of the letter are stuck together, but I believe that's from the adhesive of the envelope. I'm going to run. Uh, <laughs> I have to go. Every Tuesday between 10 and 11, the confessional booth becomes a glory hole. Uh, Pass right. it on. Don't shut that. <laughs> Pass it on. Noise then threatened to press charges of extortion, and Charles gave up. He moved to Chicago. All right. It's the same one. Windy Perfect. City. In 1869, Charles met and married Annie Bunn. 
Yes. Ah, all right. Who all worked right. at the Chicago YMCA. Yeah. All right. Choice pickings for yeah. a lady. Yeah, he gets good racquetball court. She, yep. yep. <laughs> Prime racquetball time. She was the YMCA librarian. Oh. Ooh, all right. But she didn't mention that in the song. Nope. <laughs> Not once did the cowboy alert me to a free reading facility you can fuck at the librarian. <laughs> she also had an Ill illegitimate child at 18, oh. so he was now Ooh. a daddy. Oh, cool. Charles I mean, it is like when you've gone from a cult called Noise, you want to hook up with a librarian because they're all about. Oh. Yeah. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> like the complete opposite. I need quiet. I wish there was someone quiet. in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Someone um, who just talked. Charles passed the Illinois bar exam oh. and started. Why didn't he just show up and say I'm a lawyer? <laughs> and started a legal practice. Ah, nice. Well, this story yeah, checks and, out. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they're, they're about to move, move to New York City because that's what the... So they moved to New York City. Ah, who saw that coming? Uh, right, <laughs> wow. What a wrinkle. <laughs> Uh, it turns out their five years of marriage weren't good. Charles used oh. to lock her in a closet at uh -huh. night when he was mad at her. How, oh. else, how else do you shut them up? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you, if yeah. it's good for Harry Potter, it's good for her. Hello. Right? Yeah. Why the closet exists? Yeah. Put a uh, woman in. Yeah put, yeah. put woman in. She can look and obsess over coats. Yep. Uh, <laughs> be careful of the lion. Yeah. I... There's something behind here. That's a Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe joke. Thank you very much, guys. Yep. Any C.S. Lewis. Taken. Aslan was Jesus. Oh, my God. We've taken ah. it. Yeah. We've taken Ash diversion spoilers. into Christian literature. <laughs> she just keeps wanting to get thrown in there. She's like, fuck you. He's like, go in the closet. She's like, yes, finally. My <laughs> real friends. Closet. You're the only ones who get me. Uh -oh. Charles. <laughs> <laughs> If they had a like minor... For the people at home, that live stream just paid for itself. <laughs> you see that move? If they had a minor disagreement... Whoa. <laughs> Dave, how are they going to focus? My God, how good would have that looked with his real glasses? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Imagine. <laughs> Imagine. Oh. God. If they had That's going to keep me up at night, what that would look so like. So instead of locking her in the closet, if they had a minor disagreement, he would yell at her, I am your master. You are to, su to submit to me. Mm. So That yeah. sounds like closet warning to me. He, uh, so he was cool. Yeah. yeah, cool guy. Hashtag yes, all women. Couldn't yeah. believe he couldn't get... Uh, <laughs> why I stay? Because I was locked in a fucking closet. That's a great joke, by Did the way. Yeah, I, I know. I know that everyone's like, oh, like we get it, but yeah, we'll laugh yeah. later in a closet. <laughs> <laughs> the live stream's loving it. <laughs> oh yeah, at home. Oh. When, I mean, they stopped masturbating because like, like, I'm going to break that guy's record. But I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he masturbated um, a lot. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, Charles then contracted syphilis. Oh. From a oh. prostitute and gave it to his wife. Oh. Here you go. Yeah. That's, this this I, is something I've done for you. Happy birthday! It's gonna burn. That's a lot. like now I've not been married, but forgive me. Is it third or fourth anniversary? <laughs> <laughs> well, what's third? <laughs> Give you a, which one's silver? Which one's yeah? Silver's twenty-five. Yeah, man. that's right. Yeah, but before that, yeah, it's before that. Three is an anal fissure. That's right. 
Oh, really? A guy who Three goes fishing? fishing. <laughs> hey, look at what I caught. Oh, throw it back. <laughs> oh, crabs, you got me that last year. Uh, um, she sued. She sued for divorce oh, yeah. on the grounds mm. that he had given her syphilis. Okay, yeah, sure. The judge was like, "Yeah, that's you can get a divorce. That yeah. totally makes sense." World's shortest episode of Law and Order. Right. <laughs> oh, dun, dun. he gave you. Okay, you're good. Dun, bum, dun. Bum. <laughs> on the next Law and Order. It, it turned out that Charles had uh-huh. purposefully had sex with a prostitute who had syphilis. Yeah. So his wife would have grounds for divorce. A uh, what? Hang that, on. So that. he was a he was a, a like a thinking ahead guy. Like he like he thinks ahead. Have you ever heard of the expression "bite off your nose to spite your face"? That <laughs> <laughs> horror. They were probably like, "Well, she's actually off yeah. limits. She's syphilitic." He He's was right. like, "I'd love to have a pop." Brilliant. That's yeah, the get one me that's in there. Caught my eye. Discount. Discount. Huh? How much does it cost me for twenty of them in a circle? <laughs> <laughs> Who's got a hot weepy vagina? <laughs> I got a wife, and you know where this is going. Oh, yeah. No, I, I don't. You do. <laughs> I want to get a divorce. Why don't you ask for a divorce? I'm going to fuck you and give your dirty whole hey, stuff to her. I didn't pay for legal advice. Now spread them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, divorce. <laughs> Charles <laughs> continued to have money problems. In New York City, creditors Uh began approaching his brother, John, to pay his debts. Mm -hmm. John wrote Charles, encouraging him to pay the debts. Charles wrote a... Charles is a big letter writer. Charles wrote a reply. This is exciting. Here we go. Find $7 enclosed. Stick it up your bunghole and wipe your nose with it. And that will remind you of the estimation in which you are held by Charles J. Gateau. Sign and return the enclosed receipt, and I will send you the money, but not before. And that, I hope, will end our acquaintance. <laughs> acquaintance. Bro. <laughs> it was great to meet you. Take care. So I, sh- I shouldn't. So I shouldn't. I shouldn't tell my brother to pay his debts because he he gets a little weird. Wow. Uh, I love how bunghole existed I know. back then. That's right. always funny bunghole. to find out when, yeah. Yeah, bunghole was the shit back then. Because I remember in Titanic, at one point, Kate Winslet gives the finger, and yeah. I was like, was that invented? Well, it probably, yeah, that was invented long before. Bungholes well, were discovered no. in uh, the 1600s. Right. <laughs> I thought it was weird in Titanic when Leonardo DiCaprio couldn't get on that door where there was clearly room. Yeah, and was she like, was like, take it. You need a penthouse, baby. She was like, I need to stretch out. Hashtag YOLO. That seemed weird. That seemed <laughs> out of place. <laughs> hashtag even, bubbles, hashtag bye. Even the fact that it was just hashtag. Yeah, but, I know. Can't believe it was around for so Charles! Long. Yeah. Then had a brief stay in jail after uh-huh. he tried to sneak out of his residence without paying in the middle of the night. Yeah. After, he went to live with his sister, Frances, and her family. You know how he got out of jail? He just snuck out in the middle of the yeah, night. Like, well, I'm, not, I'm not uh, paying I'm for this. <laughs> <laughs> While there, he came up with an idea to have a local Chicago newspaper, to buy a local Chicago newspaper. Here we go. Oh, he's back in the game. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Which he would use to push politicians he believed in. He inspected a bunch of buildings to house his new paper. And he looked at steam presses. Right. Okay. I, like, I, I think it sounds good. Yep. It's a good plan. Sounds like, it sounds like an honest plan. What could go wrong? Nothing. Then right. he approached Charles Farwell, oh, wow. a rich local businessman, and told him he just needed $200,000 yep, sure. to make it happen. 
In return, he would song. make Farewell president of the United States of America. Yeah. Well, Farewell like, said... Hang on, is this Rupert Murdoch's story? <laughs> <laughs> Farewell said, no. He then asked his dad to take out a loan for 25000 And his dad said, no. It's getting sadder. Right. Then he asked his dad to reduce the debt he owed... Uh-huh. To his dad by $200. And his dad said, no. Can I have a toothpick? (laughs) Then he asked his dad to send his brother $7. (laughs) (laughs) Then the dad told Francis that he thought Charles was possessed by Satan. Uh, There Uh we go. After a few months, Charles attempted to attack Francis with an axe. Oh, yeah. That's not he was satanic. using to chop wood. Right. He was chopping wood, and she walked by, and he was uh-huh. like, chop, chop. Ah! You're wood now! <laughs> <laughs> there she is. Oh, wow. Oh, oh Jesus. She's okay. a beaut. Nothing. Who wouldn't fuck that? <laughs> there was no apparent reason for the spontaneous attack, and Charles summoned a doctor. The doctor spoke to Charles for a while, and then he went back to Francis, and, he, and the doctor said, Oh, he's completely insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, to hear that recording. That <laughs> <laughs> and he recommended that the brother be institutionalized, and Charles ran out of the home and fled. By the way, I've enjoyed being here for this moment, because I think this is the first time in the history of any of the dollops that somebody has stepped in and gone, whoa, <laughs> this guy's a nutbag. <laughs> Very true. At Very last, true. someone has gone, no, 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 no. <laughs> No, he's this guy nuts. One day people will mock him publicly on a podcast. No, I don't just, know what it is just, either. He loves the print. He loves print. He's just a big print fan. Charles then began a string of speaking appearances to take advantage of the many religious revival meetings that crisscrossed the country. There we go. In the late 19th century. Here we go. Nice. Right now we're in it. Now Here this is where we're going. Yeah. Right. There's one of his programs. A lecture. He spent some time as an usher learning how things worked, Uh and during the day he'd go to the library and read theology books. Then he moved from town to town, renting halls, not paying for them, and giving Uh religious talks. He left a trail of unpaid boarding houses, printers, and tailors. Just like Jesus. Yep, just like Jesus did. But he didn't seem to be all that into it. From a newspaper article after one of his speeches... (laughs) <laughs> in one of his newspapers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a riveting speech. <laughs> I've done it again. I mean, he's done it again. <laughs> Is there a hell? 50 deceased, 50 deceased, 50 deceived people believe that there ought to be. Charles J. Gatou, if there really is such a name, has fraud and imbecil- imbecility plainly stamped on his face. After the impudent scoundrel talked for only 15 minutes, he suddenly thanked the audience for their attention and bid them good night. Before the astounded 50 recovered from their amazement, he had taken all the money and fled from the building and escaped. (laughs) Uh, I'm starting to like him. He he also also left behind a half a dozen bill collectors who were waiting for an interview. Uh Uh-huh. So he's, he's fucking, yeah. he's awesome. He's on the lamb, yeah. Yeah, he's on the right. lamb, but he's got a great plan. No, he is. Start a speech, everyone's going to be there for yeah. an hour, grab it after 15 and bam. Right. Yep. But plus, every place he goes and he doesn't collect, like he pays bill, he's collecting more bill collectors, yeah. right? So by the end of the tour, he's got like a guaranteed 80 every <laughs> 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 
I see some familiar faces out here tonight. That's exciting. That's exciting. I'm going to go to the John and then finish this. Let me just grab that money. I have to take the world's biggest piss, okay? Uh... Now Charles was approaching 40, and he started to have a bit of a midlife crisis. Well, make a newspaper, that's what I say. Yep. <laughs> Print your way out of this one. <laughs> His father died. Oh, no. Yeah, see? <laughs> Feel bad now, don't you? Charles' life hadn't amounted to much of anything, and he By thought... By the way, he, like, was... he was 40, right? And yeah. his father died. So, like, his father was, like, what? At least, like, in his 60s, 60, probably, yeah. right? Yeah. Which back then was, like, 100 years old. Oh, well, yeah. So no, he lived a ripe old age. It should say his father finally died. But yeah. also, also <laughs> was in the sex cult. Like, fucked his way out of life. Like, right. was banging everything that moved. Yeah. He was fine. Yeah. Maybe that's the key. <laughs> that's the end. That's the end. <laughs> Uh, his life hadn't amounted to anything, and he thought he was such a great man that it should have. He decided he had just attempted the wrong occupations. Okay. All of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. His place was clearly in politics. Of course. That's what we were yeah. all thinking. Thank God. Get 1880 this. was an election year. Oh, no, wait a minute. As a lifelong oh. Republican, Charles sided with the stalwarts in the bitter infighting within the party. He right. wrote letters and speeches in support of the stalwarts plan and to put Ulysses S. Grant back in the White House. Right. Four more, baby. So he's taking the stalwarts side. Grant all the way. The stalwarts were defeated uh, uh -huh. and Garfield was to be the Republican candidate. Garfield? Garfield. Yeah, James. He, he ran <laughs> on the We Don't Like Mondays. <laughs> he ran on He ran on I Free hate lasagna for everybody. <laughs> I'm so sorry, we ruined that because we both wanted to do the same show. It was like my mouth was ejaculating. We, were, we both were looking at each other like, we've already said this in our heads, and it's so good, it's so good that we could not get it out. A you vote guys. for Odie is a vote for Satan. It was like the three stooges go through a door. No, because what I, what I loved was it was almost like it was like two people trying to harmonize who've never harmonized. <laughs> like, we'll match this. We'll just. <laughs> it's what that scene from Back to the Future should have been like when like Michael J. Fox is like, watch me for the changes. And they're like, you don't know how music works. <laughs> uh, no, we don't know you. Try to keep up. Yeah. No. no, no. Take the photo off your guitar. No. We don't know you. <laughs> like, I mean, that was a big trust by them, really, isn't it? Because, like, if someone just wandered onto stage now yeah. and was like, oh, no, I'm from the future. Let me fucking handle <laughs> hey, this. Hey, it's cool. I'm from the future. <laughs> Keep up. <laughs> hey, look, there's me again. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the picture of Gato starts fading. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I got to start a newspaper. Uh, so he wrote letters and speeches in support of Ulysses S. Grant to get him back in the White House. They lost. Garfield was going to be the Republican candidate. 
Charles quickly switched sides and began producing pro-Garfield-related documents. <laughs> In the documents, he just substituted Charles for Grant. I mean, sorry, Garfield for Grant. So, it was like so he just took his speeches and took out Grant and put Garfield in. So without changing any biographical information... <laughs> <laughs> and why didn't this newspaper his work? The attention to detail sounds good. He was basically giving Garfield credit for Grant's childhood, his decisive uh -huh. battles in war, and government accomplishments. <laughs> I mean, it's tremendous. Charles started hanging around Republican headquarters, yeah. trying to convince those in power to allow him to give this speech around town uh -huh. in support of Garfield. Yeah. <laughs> they finally allowed him to give a speech in front of a dozen black people. Which back then, <laughs> it was a tough room. Yeah. I mean, he'll, and he's, ev he's, he's and everyone lived happily ever <laughs> after. <laughs> Sounds a lot like Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future, I think. <laughs> Hey, have, have him uh, go uh, talk just about in front of a bunch of blacks. He'll get that, right? He'll get, he'll get the fucking fun. point. He'll get the message, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> so Garfield won the election. Uh-huh. Oh. Charles sent him a letter. Uh-huh. We've cleaned them out just as I expected. Thank God! Charles had never <laughs> met James Garfield. Uh-huh. <laughs> Charles believed that the speech he had given mm -hmm. in August of 1980 in front of a dozen black people mm -hmm. was the primary cause for the Republican victory. <laughs> I've done it! <laughs> Thank God the black people turned out to vote. <laughs> er, wait. <laughs> wait a minute. Hold on, that's... That's, nope. actually, that, that's actually fucking starts, man. In the black community, you make it cool. It's on right? the fucking street. Yeah, and suddenly fucking Dre selling Beats headphones for yeah. fucking a billion dollars. Yeah. Like Clinton went on Arsenio, everything right. changed. That's right. right. Yeah. I think we, okay. It's a good point. Glad. We, we're in agreement. I no. think we've all agreed. Yeah. Let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> certain that he was now, uh, certain that he was approaching the great heights he was destined for, and equally certain that the Republican Party and Garfield were forever in his debt. Charles moved to Washington yeah. All right. yeah. to we receive what he felt mm -hmm. and was sure would be an endless stream of honors. Yeah. Well, he gave that speech in front of 12 black people. That's right. right. So. Let's go to the parade! Yeah. He was thinking parades, hanging out in the White House, etc. Shockingly, he was completely ignored by the White House. Hang on. Hello, gentlemen, I am here to... It's me. <laughs> Charles. Him in the Oval Office, he'd be like, Is this a circle? No! <laughs> it's an oval. Charles decided he should be an ambassador. <laughs> like how um, he decided. Because that's yeah. how it works. Yeah. Well, uh, payback. I won the election. Yeah. I get to go to be an ambassador. This sure. is how it works. That is how it works. Um, yeah. Garfield loves to send people to Abu Dhabi, so. To. To. I'm sorry. Did you say Benghazi? Do you want to. No, I don't want to open that can. Nope. Who's that motherfucker? No, no, no. Dave, focus. Okay. It's too important. To President Garfield, he wrote, 
Next spring, I expect to marry the daughter of a deceased New York Republican millionaire. Strong now, opening. Did he know her? <laughs> or is this just like a fucking cool prediction? Like, he's doing the Babe Ruth pointing at the fucking, here it goes. That one! <laughs> so this might sound crazy, but here's the idea. That one! <laughs> Hang on, does he still have syphilis? <laughs> oh, sure. You got to. I think we can represent the United States government at Vienna with dignity and grace. <laughs> Signed, Charles. Yeah. Oddly, uh, he did not get a response. Whoa, I bet Whoa. he's not going to be happy with that. Well, he sent another letter. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. It's a reasonable response. <clears throat> I called to see you this morning, but you were engaged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to the president. <laughs> Somebody's really busy all of a sudden, aren't they? Man. You give a speech to 12 black people, the next day you're chopped right. liver, huh? All right. Okay, that's fine. All righty. Previously, I sent you a note touching on the Austrian mission. The current Austrian council, I understand, wishes to remain in Vienna till fall. He is a good fellow. And I do not wish to disturb him in any event. What I'm oh. saying is don't kick him out on my no, behalf. No, nice. That's nice. What do you think of me for council general mm. at Paris? Sure. I think I prefer Paris to Vienna, and I presume my appointment will be promptly confirmed. Sure. Signed, lunatic. Hmm. Signed, goofy goofy bananas. <laughs> Signed, <laughs> Again, no response. No response. It's probably that he, that Garfield wanted him to go to Vienna and didn't like that he would Paris. He preferred Paris. Thank I'm you. sure that's what it was. Thank you. That's insulting. You know what the, the thing is actually though? This actually makes me harken for a time when politics was more like that. Because these days, because of focus group driven agendas, like every fucking idiot's opinion, like some idiot in a focus group is like, I don't like that. So they put it in. And back in this day, they were like, no, fuck off, mental yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, just yeah. throw his letter in the bin. Yeah. Well, you know the best way? Just <laughs> run on the White House lawn. That's that's what most lunatics do. Right? That's the move. <laughs> Send me to Vienna! <laughs> Preferably Paris, but I'm out! Uh, so, Charles started writing different government officials. Mm-hmm. I'll do the old end around. <laughs> to Secretary of State Blaine. In January last, I wrote Garfield touching on the Austrian mission. Mm-hmm. He's talking shit. And, (laughs) yeah, you're going to bring this up with him, so I think he has uh, filed my application and is favorably inclined. (laughs) Since then, I have concluded to apply for the Consul General in Paris instead. I spoke with Garfield about it, and he said your endorsement would help. So, I will talk with you about it as soon as I can get the chance. There is nothing against me. I claim to be a gentleman and a Christian. Good I mean, day. Good day, nothing, Charles. There's nothing against me. I'm not crazy, just so you know. <laughs> I'm not a weirdo, if okay. that's what you're people thinking. Back in, people back in his original village are like, crazy people. Don't I heard that! <laughs> what I love is, like, I actually feel what it's like to be this dude, because it's like when people, like, hit me up on Twitter and go, can you get Dave to unblock me? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was talking to Dave, and he's really excited to unblock me. So I feel like your endorsement will really help with that cause. 
Like I said, he wants to unblock me. Right. I've talked to him a lot. I have no idea who you are. <laughs> you said something, and I was in a weird mood. <laughs> Oh, the blocking. <laughs> it's so easy. <laughs> There's no button that says reconsider for two yeah. hours. <laughs> yeah. Am I sure? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 100%. Weird thing, Charles got no response from Blaine. Uh -huh. He thought it was odd because that speech he gave that no one listened right. to, it won Garfield in the White House. So... He increased his letter output. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So okay. So yep. we are just dealing with a complete crazy person. Like this no, is yes, we are. Yes, we are. No. Gentleman who no, likes to no, write, no, no, who's no, done no. favors to get people no, no, elected no. to the White no, House. No, 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 no. I mean, but it really. I mean, this is like a schizophrenic almost, right? Yeah. What caught your eyes? What's going on over here? What? Uh, oh. Granny needs a beer. Uh. Oh, no. No. We'll start. We'll get a Kickstarter. We'll do a Kickstarter for a Corona. Oh, mine's. Oh, yes. Oh, God, the man in a kilt. I voted for you guys to break up from England. Okay. <laughs> Make it three. <laughs> three it. Tell the White House I said hello. We're not crazy. <laughs> I think I heard you say something. <laughs> You're crazy. That guy's crazy, and I don't trust him. While in Washington, Charles found a boarding house, uh -huh. a respected boarding okay, house. Okay, thank God. There was a General Logan staying there, uh, and Charles would constantly hound him, showing up by his side whenever possible. Okay. Hey, hey General, how's it going? Uh, <laughs> hi. Hi, how are you? Good. I was just sleeping. Heard so. anything about me? <laughs> huh? Have you heard anything about me around the old uh, White House? Uh, no. Hey! But, Hi. All right. Probably gonna uh, turn out. Hey, cool. Okay. Turn it out. Yep. All right. I'm gonna yep. turn it out. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Watching. Okay. No, no, no. What? No, I. Turn it out. Get away from me. Hey, General! Alrighty! Hey. Hey, General! Hey, beer! What? No, 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 no! Stop! What happened? Stop! No, that one's mine. Yeah. <laughs> we know, Dave. Jesus Christ! Wow, I heard speedball. Someone yelled speedball in the other room. <laughs> You're having a good time. I mean, that's a lowly podcast. It sounds Ours like the same. Sounds like the same story. <laughs> <laughs> we do serious podcasting about real issues. Bunghole! So. Put it in your bunghole and then wipe it on your face. As they said. No, wipe your nose with it. Wipe there was your nose. up the bunghole yeah. and then out the nose. I think I'm allergic to currency in my ass. <laughs> oh, no. That was the common hello in Victorian age. Oh, that That's true. true. Yeah. Yeah. Wipe your nose with your bottom. I so. say good day. <laughs> Here's your bung dollar. <laughs> That'll be uh, four bung dollars. Uh, <laughs> Boy, I tell you, I remember when this used to be two bung dollars and 50 bung cents, and I, it's fucking economy. Here you go. Uh, so he moves into this boarding house. Logan's there. Mm -hmm. He's always bothering him. Yeah, there's Logan. You bother that guy? Who would bother that guy? You know, he does look very fatherly. He What's does, that? but he's like a general. Like, he looks like he's killed a lot of uh, Indians, American Indians. Okay. Right? It's true. It's fair. And Buffalo. Yeah. 
When the woman running the boarding house presented Charles with his first bill, he bailed in the middle of the night. Wait, Charles? Charles? Charles. Our Charles? Our Charles. Our Charles, Our Charles in the middle left of the night that place. Over a debt? Over a debt. Well, now I've heard everything. <laughs> he left a note promising payment once he got his $6,000 a year position from uh, James Garfield. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is right around the corner. When, <laughs> when it honestly just feels like he invented the secret. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he's like, oh, no, it's going to be fine. I've got this imaginary job for an imaginary amount of money, and I'm going to pay for everything. Don't it's worry. on my vision board. It's all fine. <laughs> you know what? I'm stage. just going to pay you with five affirmations. Is that good? <laughs> uh, <laughs> he really would kill it in L.A. Like, he's really hot right now. I don't know if you heard that. He's about to be in Garfield's cabinet, so... When uh, the, the woman running the boarding house showed General Logan the letter, mm. Logan assured the boarding house woman that Charles was a complete lunatic. Right. <laughs> By now, Charles was falling apart. Right. He had no source of income. Mm -hmm. He had no books to sell. He had no family, and he had no friends. Yeah. Turns out he'd never had friends. Right. His clothes, which were in poor shape when he arrived in Washington, were deteriorating on his body. He wandered about in the snow without boots or an overcoat. By June, his worn sleeves were pulled down over his hands, and his shirt had no collar. See, now when Garfield gets him in the White House, it's going to be a real Cinderella story. Right. Yeah. <laughs> real rags to riches. Uh, Once he reads that letter. Mate, this is like a political version of Nell. Yeah, this is very... This has Nell written all over. <laughs> right. More oh. beer! Oh. oh, shit. Oh, man. Look at You're that. Fantastic. we got to do a lot of podcasting. Okay, that's... You are fantastic. This is, this this is, is about thanks, as good as life gets. I think I dreamt this once. <laughs> right. yeah. Thanks, thanks Barkeep. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you. Coming to the next podcast, is that's going there. <laughs> we might have to go straight through to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> What's a podcast? <laughs> Secretary of State Blaine uh -huh. received so many letters and messages from Charles... That when one day Charles approached Blaine and told him he was the guy writing the letters, Blaine screamed, Never speak to me again on the Paris consulship as long as you fucking live! <laughs> it's so, just, so write another letter? It's just like ignoring texts and eventually you have to be like, stop texting. <laughs> but, but it's nice to know there was a time when Republicans like screamed at crazy people to get yeah. away rather than went, oh, they could vote for us. Huh? <laughs> you have a three-piece suit? <laughs> I'll be on your morning show on Tuesday. <laughs> of course, being screamed at by Blaine caused Charles to write a letter. No, no. Oh. All right. Hang well, on. Did you just fucking Caruso that shit? Yeah, you did. You just CSI Miami, the ass out of that. It's like C.S. Lewis Miami. <laughs> the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. It's not the Lion I'm worried about or the Witch. It's the Wardrobe. C.S. Lewis, Miami. C.S. Lewis, Miami. <laughs> no more letters, Charles. No more letters. Sure. No. God damn it. 
he wrote. Of course. Uh, the Secretary of State is a wicked man. <laughs> and you ought to demand his immediate resignation. Otherwise, you and the Republican Party will come to grief. I mean, well, this he... guy is just really sad that he did not live in the era of internet comments. Right? Yeah. No, this guy Holy on YouTube? Holy shit. Right. King Troll. <laughs> oh, my God. But oh my well, who God. did he write that letter to? You know to? what this guy is? The sound was not good on episode 132. <laughs> oh. he, be, yeah, he sends a letter to Will like, can you get Dave to start reading my letters again? He Why doesn't Dave use earphones when he records the podcast? Sincerely, fuckity suckity shit fuck. But uh, thanks for your donation, uh, sickity <laughs> Oh, yeah, thanks for the Kickstarter, yeah. though. Yeah. I mean, that's a... <laughs> Thank you. Charles oh. was then forbidden from entering the White House. Now, but here's the thing you guys don't get. He wrote you, this was at a time when you could just walk up to the White House and open the door and walk in and hang out. Eat some cheese? So chill. he was always... <laughs> Eat a little fucking cheese, talk to the president's he weird was, mouth, get he out. He was right. always cruising by, that yeah. guy, cruising in and walking around. Just, <laughs> just like a regular, just... Yeah, yeah I mean, what, just like a reg, there's yeah. nothing, that, nothing like weird about that. Like the outside Mike Gelson. The, yeah. se the secretaries were the ones that actually <laughs> barred him. The secretaries was like, can he not come in there anymore because he's freaking me out. I he have some letters. <laughs> <laughs> They're in my... <laughs> That was a lot of letters coming out of me. <laughs> I got it. I don't do, I'm not uh, Michael Winslow. Listen, I am. I do what I can do. What I love is that's one of those things that would have been really good for the live stream, but I've watched the live stream and they're really shooting from about the table, so oh, everyone are they really? missed that at home. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, he's got bung letters too, bung letters. Oh God, the computer went off. I should, I should have kept this on. So, product placement. He heard the news that the consulate jobs, the Austrian and Paris consulate jobs, uh, had gone to others. Right. It's a shock. What? It's a shock. He was infuriated. Uh -huh. Rightfully so. And felt betrayed. Uh -huh. By people who didn't know him. Charles was stunned. Uh -huh. How could they deny him a position of honor after his speech uh -huh. and other works that clinched the election? Right. <laughs> His speech. I mean, if you knew him, you'd be like, look, right. let the fucking speech go, bro. <laughs> that was t 12 years Did ago you, in front of black hey, people. Hey, hey can, can Charles come to the party now? No, absolutely not. not. Why? Because, He's no. He, he wrote me a lot of letters. I'm not inviting him. <laughs> but he's, he wants to talk about this no. speech. Have you heard uh, the fuck. speech story? Let him in. <laughs> hey, did you get my letters? <laughs> Wipe your nose with this. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be a part of you before television that's like, ah, oh, fuck it, let him in. It'll be amusing. Yeah. Right? A like, little bit. It, it's our Kardashians but or whatever. Like, like, these days, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. these days when you're watching some shit on TV, you're like, this is like mindless entertainment. Back in the day before TV, you were like, you know what? He's crazy, but he might tell me to like shove something up my bunghole. That'll be funny. That's funny. <laughs> he might be like, cow a bunghole, dude. Or yeah, you I'll just see him and you're like, dude, I love your letters. He's like, what? What are you talking about? Oh no, we all pass them around. It's gone viral. What are you talking about? Viral. Viral. Syphilis. I had syphilis. Yeah, that's what you're talking about. 
Oh, we're now, we're now we're in sync, though. That was good. Uh, we got there in the end. <laughs> Char uh, Charlie just asked me if you could put someone on the list. Yes, but now I'm I doing a podcast. Right. <laughs> can you tell Charlie I have a, sp a plus one on my, my thing? That he can uh, use that? Will Let's just call him. has <laughs> a spare... Let's write him a letter. ...pass <laughs> for... One on his. Sure. Oh, uh, I'm. Those glasses are podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> that okay. is also either we've also like either said to Charlie, you can have my plus one, yep. or we've started a race from people watching the live stream for a free ticket. Oh, you brilliant <laughs> bastard! <laughs> because if there's anyone nearby who's like, you can be my plus one. Fucking race, Charlie's the guy, friend. It's the on. guy. It's it is on. I'm so Charlie. It's the amazing podcast race. <laughs> so, so there's a guy like out front, like, come on, say something, say something, say something, say something. <laughs> give me a go. Give me a green. Give me a green. <laughs> I'm writing a letter. <laughs> then in the middle of May, while lying in his bed, uh -huh. Charles concluded that the president should be removed. Oh, yeah, here we go. Finally. Something as, that makes sense. As he, Charles Guiteau, should be president. Right. Obviously. Well, Dave, we've all been thinking it. It's yes. time to make the run. I mean, he's so proficient at writing letters. We're calling it Charlmentum, and we can't stop it. We need to get behind it. <laughs> he prayed on it for a while because it was a big deal. Well, you want to talk to the man in the clouds yeah, you about your decision top. to run. Right, you president go up top. When no one knows who you are, absolutely. Uh, so Did Lord. you get my letters? Did you... Lord, I'm thinking I should be president. What do you think? Locked. <laughs> That's a yes. Right? That's a yes. Hey, Will, can you talk to God about right. blocking me? Yeah, just, <laughs> the Holy Ghost is like, God, I'm getting a lot of emails. <laughs> <laughs> he concluded in uh, June yeah. that this is what God wanted him to do. Sure. So... He borrowed fifteen dollars and oh, yeah. bought a pistol. That's how. That's what? how Howard Dean did it. What? Okay, that's there good. She, there yeah. she be. So remove. Hey if, hey, if there's a picture of it, what do you think's gonna happen? Rem <laughs> remove now became a strong term. <laughs> mm -hmm. He got one with a nice, pretty handle because he figured it would be hung in a museum, and he thought it should look nice. Dave, if there's one thing... Uh, uh, excuse me. I'm looking for a, a pistol, one that uh, that will hang in, like, the Smithsonian or some sort of government place of special keepsakes, and I want it to have a nice handle. <laughs> Why will it be there? Because I'm going to assassinate the president. I mean, I like to hunt squirrels. <laughs> Thank God this was the last time someone with a mental illness was able to buy a handgun. <laughs> I... Finally. 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 Fool me once. <laughs> Fool me once. What a beautiful story for Podfest. You can't even <laughs> buy a gun in the U.S. <laughs> unless you say you want to shoot Obama. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have ID. Well, you're going to use it to kill the president? Probably. All right, there you go. Uh, have fun. Knock yourself out. He's black. What? <laughs> I might have spoke in front of him once. <laughs> I thought he looked familiar. That Have you gotten my letters? 
That would be the greatest ending to this story, though. You know how they say about the Velvet Underground that, like, their first album only sold 500 copies, but everyone who bought a copy, like, formed a band? Yeah. It would be so great if the final bit of this story was, <laughs> oh, by the way, we've mocked him this whole time, but Obama's great-grandfather was at that speech. <laughs> I was touched by what Charles said. <laughs> he made a lot of great points. Really good points. How was he not ambassador? Wasn't a fan of the opener. He got the nice-handled one, and uh, then he set out to kill President Garfield. He aborted several attempts to shoot Garfield. Uh For the next three weeks, he followed the president around town. He even attended church with Garfield and checked to see if it would be possible to shoot Garfield from a window as he sat in his pew. Jesus. Do you think he went, pew, pew? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Without question. And then he was like, pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Dude, he hasn't really talked to someone who liked him in like 30 years. I mean, what's going on in his fucking head now is beyond us. I mean, that, he, he just invented a joke you can tell your child. <laughs> <laughs> what noise does a gun make in a church? Pew, pew. <laughs> That's like a joke. That's a proper joke. He can tell that at preschool in show and tell, <laughs> and then he will be banned from the school. No, no. If he brings a real gun, he'll be fine. <laughs> That's fine. For the next three weeks, he followed the president around town, went to the pew. Then he wrote a letter to the American people. Oh, yeah. Good. It's about time he wrote a fucking mm. letter to This nobody. one is for everyone. <laughs> and to the American people. Uh-huh. I conceived the idea of removing the president four weeks ago. Not a soul knew my purpose. I conceived the idea <laughs> myself and kept it to myself. I put it where I keep my dollars. (laughs) (laughs) I read the newspapers carefully for and against the administration, and gradually the conviction settled on me that the president's removal was a political necessity because he proved a traitor to the men that made him and thereby imperiled the life of the republic. This is not murder. This is a political necessity. Sounds like murder. (laughs) <laughs> it does. I mean, I know you're. I know you're. I know you're rapping like a cool sort of. When you're saying you're like it's you're not rapping in an interesting little bow, but you're. It's not murder. It's not murder. <laughs> no, but you're. You're gonna shoot a guy. Right. Yes. But so that's that's. No. It's potato, a, potato. <laughs> <laughs> but you're gonna shoot a guy. Yeah. Like right in the. Right yeah. in the. Well, you say shoot a guy, but he says political necessity. You say assassinate, I say potato. (laughs) Because I am mentally ill. Because this is the first conversation I've had in a month and a half. I just wrote a letter to a goat! (laughs) I actually run a paper for goats. It's, uh... (laughs) They mainly eat it, but they're into it. They like the word. Oh, they won't fuck me, though. (laughs) Well, they form a goat circle and shame me. Sadly, everything's come full circle. Why are you getting into a circle? He does the platoon on his knees. <laughs> <sighs> he had a hard time pulling the trigger. One night he happened upon Garfield and Blaine walking down the street. Mm-hmm. I love that this is a time when the yeah. president is just cruising around. Yeah. This is before we went 
that fuck crazy. And the pres- president has to be in like a like a fucking steel tube to move around the country. I was, like, with I, was fake just, I, was, I was following Obama to see Maze Runner. Like <laughs> <laughs> Tweet, I'm behind Obama at Maze Runner. Uh, so uh, he couldn't pull the trigger. He, on June 18th, he went to the train station where Garfield was putting his wife mm-hmm. uh, on the train for a trip to New Jersey. She was in poor health. Recovering from malaria, and uh, he didn't want get rid of her. Right, but Charles was like, "Well, I don't want to upset her by shooting him right in front of her." Well, she's sick. I will not upset her by shooting her just when she's away. Mm. Sweetheart, that makes sense, right? What a sweet. If if my if if my wife were to be shot in front of me, Mm. I'd be like, "What the fuck?" But if you shot her like in the parking lot, I'd be like, "Do you guys want to get lunch?" (laughs) Like it's. I remember a wife. I just did, did just I to be clear, we delayed starting this show to wait till your wife was we here, did. right? We did. I waited for yeah. my wife. So you were like, well, because I better I make sure. Her and I made a fucking joke <laughs> in which she dies in two different ways. I'm sure she's glad you waited. You know what? I put a baby in her. <laughs> Literally, it was so weird. I- I was at Ralph's. I was shopping, and this fucking lady leaves her baby in a cart, and I grab it, and my wife says, what are you doing? And she's got a dress on, and I just cram it into her vagina. And I go, that's ours! Let's get out of here! I'll be back in nine months. <laughs> Maybe four. It's formed. <laughs> just keep cooking it. Do you feel it kicking? I feel it crying. Uh, which is new. Well, the good news is I feel like we made that better. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lordy. On the morning of July 2nd, 1881, Charles rose early, ate breakfast, and went out to assassinate the president. He put a stick in the mud on the river's edge and practiced shooting. Then he went to the Baltimore and Potomac Railroad Station and waited. So, yeah, it's just a, a guy. It's just a guy leaving a boarding house, and then he puts a stick in the mud and stands back and goes, "President, ping, ping, ping," and no one says anything. They're like, "Oh, the guy's shooting the stick." He keeps calling the stick President Garfield. <laughs> so he goes to the railroad station. Uh-huh. He got his shoe shined and talked to a cabbie about taking him to jail when it was over. Listen. <laughs> you from around okay, here? Hold on, hey, Johnny. Is it Johnny? Um, so, can you hang around? Because uh, in about twenty minutes, I'm gonna shoot the prez, and then uh, and then I'm gonna need a lift to jail. You know what I mean? I'll pay for the whole thing. You get the waiting. They'll give you a lift, sir. Keep, no, keep the meter running. Okay. What? Keep the meter running. <laughs> give you a lift to jail, sir. Just ha- help help a brother I out. I already have my plans in place, asshole. So, wow. I'll Uber. I'll Uber to jail. You're not cool. Uber was the name of the guy who shined his shoes. So <laughs> he actually had a car. My name's Uber. I have a car. Give me as, five stars. As Garfield, as James Garfield entered the station, Charles shot him twice in the back. Oh, I didn't know Hang on, this what? shit. And yelled, Chester A. Arthur is president now. <laughs> Hang on. Is that how it works? <laughs> In America, 
Isn't that how it should work in America? You know what? Like in the WWE, if you watch that, sometimes they'll have like a belt that you can take at any time as long as it's three seconds and there's like a ref there. Like it's just an all time, like you can just fucking go at that person. They can be walking through the car park and if you fucking pin them for three, you're the fucking world champion. That's what it should be yes. for president. That's oh, exactly. let's get involved in that. You yeah. elect a guy and then if you can pin him for three, you're that fucking president. That is change, I believe it. I believe in that change. I agree. But the problem with that is he, he shoots him, and uh, then, like, he, he's been so obsessed with shooting him for so right. long, he's like, we've moved on from the shooting. Yeah. Now for the new walking orders of people, like, he's been shot. Yeah, right. No, he's, it, it's a transition. Right. You guys will get over it, but we have a new guy. You're going to love him. Let's go meet the new president. He loves Mondays. <laughs> Last one. Garfield had a bullet lodged near his spine. Now, this was a time okay. when doctors didn't know that good hygiene was a thing. Okay. So they sure. spent several weeks cramming their unwashed hands and dirty instruments into Garfield's new hole. Oh, yeah? Sure. So the man Charles just gave me a dollar. Time to dip my hand in the wound. Oh, that's I've been looking. gardening, but where's the patient? <laughs> I'm going to do this one with my toes. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Same diff. Hey, you think you can do it with your elbow? You think you can get out with your elbow? I think I can. I Bullshit. Do. I bet you can't. I bet I can't. Get in there. Two elbows in the president. He's dead. <laughs> he died. I am getting this bullet out with my penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we All go. right, throw the money in. Uh, in the wound. Put the money in the wound, I'm saying. This is my new thing. I'm a cockta. I'm a <laughs> punza back. Don't be like that. Don't make me sit out oh. for another five minutes. Oh. I, <laughs> Excuse me. I, uh, have you seen a cockter? I need a cockter. Oh, well, I'm, I'm not a, a cockter. <laughs> oh, there he is. Oh. All right. It's actually my stomach. His original, his original wound was 3.5 inches long. Yep. By the time the doctors were done, Shut up. it was 20 inches. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> what are doctors? Can you... Can you just peel that a little bit more? I gotta get my whole thigh in there. You know, I think if we rip him open enough, a new one will come out. Right. We'll pull out a new Garfield. <laughs> you guys know science. Whoa, here he comes! Oh, fuck, that's a liver. That's a oh, liver. Oh, it looked like it had hair. I'm so sorry, I just found $7. It was on its way from the bunghole. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a change yeah, purse, basically. A- the yeah. doctors caused numerous infections and yeah, complications. Sure. Uh-huh. Even Alexander <laughs> Graham Bell was summoned sure. to find the missing bullet. Hang on, what? Yep. Right, let's get Alexander the- Graham Bell, the man who invented he the called. phone. Hello, is the bullet inside? Can the bullet hear me? <laughs> Connect me to the bullet, please. I don't know why I'm here either, but if the bullet's there, uh, answer. Can you hold? Can you I'll hold? hold, yeah, absolutely. Can you hold, please? Yes, I can hold. That is like one of those. That is literally like, I hate this music. It's the worst. I don't know why I did this. I would rather nothing, personally. Just, hello? Hello? Can yeah, I help so you? Is this the bullet? Yep. Hey, buddy. Hey. This is Alexander Graham Bell. Hey, how you doing, girl? I'm a man. I'm all up in the president. What you doing? Uh, I'm a man. And Will you leave? Uh, I'm good. He says he's good. 
I love, I, I love that that's their Hail Mary. Like, we have really fucked this up. Let's just see if we can get well. the most famous guy around. Like, that's like when the plane went missing and we were like, maybe James Cameron knows where it is. It's <laughs> me, James Cameron. I don't know. None of us have any idea. Mr. But... Cameron, why did Leonardo DiCaprio drown? That thing was big enough for two. Didn't you say There's a plane time? missing. Who made Avatar? <laughs> okay. So... Graham Bell had just invented a new metal detecting device. So Bell hooked up his gadget to the president. At first, everyone thought Bell had su successfully located the slug. But when surgeons went in and operated and dug around for a while in the president, they still couldn't locate the bullet. It only <laughs> turned out later they realized that the great inventor had just detected the metal mattress coils on the bed. <laughs> Keep going deeper! Deeper! There it is! Oh my god, that's a spring! Oh, fuck me. You're right, I took that out of the bed. Right through him! I took that right through him. Holy shit! Uh, For a second, I thought he had a temper peed again. <laughs> anyway, I should have stuck at phones, right? Quit at phones? Hang on, so oh. you, I, are you saying he wasn't saved by the bell? <laughs> Come on. Come on. Shit just happened. Uh, uh, I knew you were it. were quiet for five minutes. And you were quiet for five minutes because you were sad. Uh, look, <laughs> podcast festival, Los Angeles podcast festival, uh, 2030. <laughs> Someone's going to unroll a scroll because none of our electronics work anymore. And then they're going to say, and then Will Anderson said, <laughs> saved by the bell. <laughs> Anyway, we're talking about murdering the president. So. <laughs> Welcome back, if you just joined us. If you're just joining us, they've turned James Garfield into a chasm. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, what hang the on, what? Fuck? See, this the is fuck? right, yes. Hang on, are you saying he's dead? If anybody... <laughs> What did he die from? If anybody. <laughs> the fuck? If anybody has ever read a history book. What? You knew where this was going. Everyone's lucky I have not. Uh, I thought when you were saying Austrian before you were talking about me. Garfield. <laughs> Garfield died in mid-September from a massive infection Two and a half months after being shot. Oh. Oh my Your God. Heart, our heart goes out to him from the dollop. <laughs> it turns out <laughs> that he would have not. By the way, I was just about to pour a bit of my drink like from my dead fucking president at home, and then I went, no, this is a nice hotel. <laughs> uh, I think they got over Garfield's uh, death here, unfortunately. I wish Eddie Ift had gotten your message. So, um... <laughs> Oh, the ghost fine. of Ift! The fine. ghost of Ift! So. <laughs> for James Garfield. For James Garfield. I am an Australian. If there's beer spilling, I'm going to Kevin Costner that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I. Uh,
So, so it's funny that a president has died? Is that, <laughs> that what I'm understanding right now? You guys having so, a good time? Well, no. Uh, I wasn't, he died. wasn't my president. The president has died. <sighs> Charles wrote He's a letter. Charles wrote a letter! What? Why? Because the president who? died. Who? To, who, who? To General William T. Sherman. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. I have just shot the president. Uh, what? I shot him several times as I wished him to go as easily as possible. His death oh, was nice. a political necessity. I am a lawyer, theo theologian, politician. I am going to jail. Please order out your troops and take possession of the jail at once. Good plan. Sherman passed the letter along and said, I don't know this guy. You know you're fucking crazy Seriously. when that guy's like, oh, I don't want to talk about this. Ignore him. <laughs> and also, you know you're really bad at sex when everyone in jail is in a circle around you going, no, I don't want to no. fuck him. <laughs> you're bung someone. I don't like your bunghole. Take the dollars out. It'll be fine. As the So Charles was in prison the whole time that obviously Garfield was in, in bed dying. And he believed that he'd done something noble and would be applauded. But it turned out the people he had swindled over the years became celebrities. So the press went out and talked to all the hotel clerks oh, and yeah. boarding house keepers sure. and the YMCA secretaries and the clergymen and printers all over the country. And so all of these people were becoming famous right. because they're like, hey, fuck me, too. This is like a Gordon Ramsay series. This is, <laughs> hotel, <laughs> this is hotel Hell. This is Hotel Hell. Charles expected to be freed on bail and then go on a lecture tour where he would make an easy 30 grand. Oh yeah, Mark and use plan. that on his vision board, and he would, <laughs> <laughs> and he would use that to pay off the top of the line uh, defense attorneys. Of yep. Strangely, he was not given bail. Uh -huh. What? Uh, Why? Because he killed the president. On September thirteenth, Charles wrote a letter to the judge <laughs> overseeing his case. If I should, uh, yeah, enter a plea of assault mm. with attempt to kill, would the government meet me? Oh, yeah. Here we By go. giving me two years, uh -huh. the lowest time the yeah. law allows, I hardly know whether I would do it. Yeah, you know. I mean, know. I expect to be acquitted, right. but, you know. But you jail's know. fun. Tossing that out. I've been there. Let's go for two. Yep. <laughs> it reminds me of when I saw Jonathan Silverman. Do you know him, the single guy? Do you remember that guy? And he was on Letterman, and he said, like, when the single guy got really popular, because Seinfeld was popular, and people were like, we love shows like that, he got really cocky and went into a meeting with, like, the executive, and he, like, pushed the piece of paper across the table no. with, like, his offer on nope. it. And the executive wrote something on the piece of paper and pushed it back, and all it said was, Weekend at Bernie's 3. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. No. He never had a Weekend at Bernie's right. 3 moment. <laughs> That's the problem with a lot no of one, No one would, like, Secretary of State Blaine, just in one minute, right, uh, no one fucked you in a sex cult. <laughs> interesting counter. Interesting right, right, counter. Interesting. So, uh, most doctors believe today Garfield would have lived if they had washed their hands and instruments because the bullet lodged in a cyst in his back uh -huh. and it could have just stayed there forever. Oh. Oh, well, that's good. Charles was charged with murder, and his trial began on November 14th, 1881. It lasted more than six months. Charles then sent a letter to the new president. You're welcome. Chester A. Arthur. Just by the way, how did that trial last six months? Yeah, they're like, we don't like know. Like, he's a guy who wrote a letter saying, I 
fucking killed the president. We're still torn. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm open. I need more information. I'm open to hearing both sides. <laughs> my inspiration is is a <laughs> my inspiration is a god sent to you, and I presume you appreciate it. It raises you from eight thousand dollars to fifty thousand a year. So he sent me a letter to Chester A. Arthur, the new president, saying. I got you a raise. Can you imagine wait, if you're the new president getting a letter from the guy who killed the last president? Right. You're like, this is not good. He's uh, still addicted to letters. <laughs> and letters lead to spine chasms. It raises you from a political cipher to president of the United States with all its powers and honors. From the cabinet, sorry, for the cabinet, I would suggest the follows. <laughs> A lampshade! A potted flower! <laughs> Cuckoo! State, Mr. Conking, Treasury, Mr. Morton, War General Logan, Attorney General, E.A. E. Stores of Chicago, let all honor be paid to General Garfield's remains. He was a good man. He was. But he was w a Sorry weak, we a weak politician. Sorry we lost it's him. It's a shame that uh, someone had to shoot him. It's a shame someone had to kill him. Charles then wrote an autobiography. <laughs> called Nobody read this. The truth and the removal. Wow. Oh, okay. The first part was about his life, and the second part was about yeah. The second part the about removal a half of that guy from the living. Yeah. I'm in. How did you uh, on the New York Times? And they were Times. published in the uh, New York Herald. I am. Oh boy. This you got is your Charles voice on again. This is. <laughs> this is the most popular part of the. Oh. I am looking for a wife. Uh huh. Sure. I want an elegant Christian lady of wealth, uh, yep. under 30. Sure. Mm. I, mean, I don't want an old vagina. Belonging yeah. to a first-class family. Uh -huh. I am fond of female society. Sure. I judge the ladies are of me, and I would be delighted to find my mate. First dating profile. Right. Why do I feel like if he was on Tinder, there would be a picture of him with a lion or a tiger? <laughs> A shirtless one, one with him a gun. The like danger, two kids. Right. <laughs> this is the gun I shot the president with. Look at that handle. <laughs> well, that's gonna that's gonna hang on a wall, nice, right? <laughs> uh, Charles, uh, the trial began. Charles' uh, defense was led by his brother-in-law, oh, yeah. Francis's husband, George Scoville. Oh, yeah, the one he attacked with an axe. But Still hanging in there. Yeah. yeah. Right, he's come that's, back. That's Charles, Charles would insist on trying to represent himself during the entire trial. Sure. But Charles Smart. was very unhappy that Scoville trying, was trying to use an insanity defense. Okay, sure. Well, how dare he? Charles vehemently insisted that while he had been legally insane at the right. time of the shooting, sure. he was not really medically insane. Yes, oh, thank yeah, okay. you. He argued loudly you. in court against his own lawyer's attempt mm -hmm. to proclaim him insane. Great way to prove you're sane. Yeah. Shout at your lawyers in court. <laughs> I'm not crazy! Come on! Anyway, you were saying? Why are you whispering? <laughs> Keep your voice up. He consistently spoke to the judge, witnesses, and spectators whenever he pleased, and often contradicted those testifying on his behalf. Shocker. He's, uh, my, my medical opinion is that he's insane. No! Loser! 
Dr. Spitzka testified that he had no doubt that Charles was both insane and a moral monstrosity. Yeah, but also, just for the record, these were doctors who were sticking their cocks in open wounds. So, (laughs) how much are we really trusting these fucking morons that could have left a bullet in the president's back and been the coolest president of all time? Like, I would have come to America like, you know, we had a president who had a bullet in his spine and just kept going. But no, apparently doctors are like, maybe it'll be better if there's more blood. Let's play real-life operation on his back. (laughs) Is that fun? The prosecutors prosecutors argued that Charles was not uh, insane. Charles believed his actions had been commanded by God and he would be freed and given the popular praise for his heroic actions, once addressing the courtroom spectators. I have had plenty of visitors, high-toned, middle-toned, and low-toned people. Everybody was glad to see me. They all expressed the opinion without one dissenting voice that I be acquitted. So there. He also needed money for his ongoing trial, and he made a pretty terrific argument. I desire to invite my friends throughout the nation to send me money. (laughs) People have given Mrs. Garfield $200,000. That bitch. A splendid thing, and now I want them to give me some money. Right. She's had enough. I mean, she has half the expenses she used to have. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome, bitch. Haven't gotten a letter. <laughs> Throughout the trial, Charles was adamant that he w- could not be held accountable since he had been <laughs> acting amazing. for God. Like, what is that? It's That's gross. like 90 people being like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. And like one guy giving him a shoulder rub. <laughs> yeah. One yeah. guy's like, hang in there, buddy. We're going to massage the lunatic yeah. out of those shoulders. Oh, yeah. You Keep like a that? a lot of crazy up there, huh? Oh, gee. You ready for there the trial? You, you want the trial? I you talked to 12 it. black people once. Shut up. Shut your mouth. Just... He continually berated his brother-in-law, Scofield, Scoville, whenever the lawyer didn't go along with his wishes. Some of his quotes to the lawyer during his trial. <laughs> Get off the case, you consummate ass! I would rather have some 10-year-old boy than you try this case. You've compromised my case in every move you make. So that's just happening while it's... it's uh, I always find in court it's good to bring up 10-year-old boys. Yeah, always. (laughs) Always (laughs) makes people feel really comfortable. You know, there was a network exec like, hold on. (laughs) Charles was constantly cursing during the trial, the judge, Uh his defense team, the witnesses, and the prosecution. So uh, everybody's on board. He's, everybody's getting yeah. it. He also delivered his own testimony in epic poems. Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> this is good. Here we go. Good way to prove you're not crazy. Yeah. Which Read your poems. <laughs> <laughs> I am innocent. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, which he recited innocent. at length. He solicited legal advice from random spectators in the audience oh, yeah. by passing notes. Nice. <laughs> this is kind of like a hand-to-hand yeah. letter. It's like a tiny letter. Pass it up. It's a little letter. Like a Lady little in the white hat. Do you want to represent me? Check yes or no. It's a <laughs> <laughs> I like your eyes. Will you be my attorney? Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the circle. <laughs> no. He solicited legal advice from random spectators in the audience, passing me notes, and he often smiled and waved at spectators and reporters Hello. in and out of the classroom. Hey, it's me on trial for killing the president. Hi, how are you? (laughs) You're welcome, Chester. 
Judge Walter Cox threatened to gag Gateau if he did not stop his outburst. Judge Cox threatened to gag him? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, America! You know what the, the, the thing was? Like, while you were saying that, I was patting myself on the back of my head for not saying that. <laughs> and I, I thought we were harmonizing. No, no, I don't mean that in a bad way. I wanted to say it so much. That's and when it. you said it, it made me so happy. <laughs> but good. there was a part of me that was like, no, that's too much. And then when you said it, everyone loved it. I was like, it wasn't too much. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> Sorry, I've stopped listening, and now I'm just doing director's commentary. <laughs> it's the dollop within the dollop. <laughs> I've started my own podcast. You're listening to the double dollop. I'm like the Chris Hardwick of your podcast. <laughs> I'm during my new show, During the Dollop. Because <laughs> he, he owns after shows, but I'm the guy who actually just pops up It's what up we call during a during shows. show. Yeah. So You'll what, hate da- it. what Dave and Gary were just saying. Uh, you see, Dave calls him Gary, but his real name's Gareth. That's, right, that's yeah, my yeah. job. Okay, yeah. Right. No, we get it. No, we no, get, we it. get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's like having a blogger here. Uh, while in prison during the trial, Charles actively made plans to run for president in 1884. He's got my vote. I mean, when I get out of here, we're going right. to write this ship. Yeah. After months of testimony, the jury adjourned and promptly found him guilty. Oh, what? After the verdict was read, mm-hmm. Charles stepped forward and yelled... You are all low, consummate jackasses! Uh, yeah, I love it. And then continue swearing and, right. and screaming. He was executed uh, July 30th, oh. 1882. For what? <laughs> oh, right, right. Okay, right, right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. He was he was executed for uh, leaving that boarding house. Yeah. <laughs> Parking <laughs> tickets. That's what they found him guilty. He had a string. <laughs> he had a string of boarding house offenses. While being led to his execution, he had never sent his brother that seven dollars <laughs> that he promised him. I knew that was gonna bite him in the ass. You literally. know what? Bung, bunghole law is brutal. <laughs> you know bung law. <laughs> While being led to his execution. Charles continued to smile and wave at spectators and reporters. How are you? I'm going to get killed. I'm your new president. <laughs> Bye. He notoriously, <laughs> he notoriously danced his way uh, to the gallows. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sh- <laughs> shook the hands of his executioner. Mm. Ah, hello, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> robot, robot, there's one. Hello. You can't kill a robot from hanging. <laughs> like, apart from killing the president, this guy's just Donald Trump, right? <laughs> Honestly, I imagine if you, like, were in the time where you were watching hanging, public hangings, mm. and then you saw a guy was like, boom, all yeah. right, a showboater, you'd be like, maybe we yeah. keep this guy around. I don't know. Am I crazy he's, that he's, I like this guy? Right, he's like one of the guys at the end of, like, uh, Top Chef or, like, Hell's Kitchen who's like, you haven't heard the last from me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's interviewed just before he's hanged. Yeah. He's like, you're going to hear the name Charles Gateau again. We won't. Bye. <laughs> you should read a little bit of what death means. Uh, <laughs> What's death? On the scaffold, as his last request, uh-huh. he recited a poem he had written during his oh, incarceration, yeah. which he called, At Last. Going to the Lordy. Wow, that's, wow, that's a hard crazy. rhyme, too. He yeah. had originally requested yeah. an orchestra play as he oh, sang yeah, his nice. poem. Yeah. But that request, <laughs> that request was denied. Oh, yeah. Uh, so hard to get an orchestra. 
You ready? I'm going to the Lordy. I am so glad. I'm going to the Lordy. I'm so glad. I'm going to the Lordy. Glory, hallelujah, glory. It just, it just, that's it. it wow. Just like that. It's a fucking horrible poem. Yeah, and you can't and just for say that, the same he sentence. should be killed. That's, that's not a poem if you just no, say the same no, sentence. No, it's just him fucking going to the Lordy. And everyone's like. Well, you know what it might have been, though? He might have. Yeah. Like he might, they might have been. He might have been like, uh, "Let me do my poem, and then you kill me." And they were like, "Okay." And he was like, "This poem's thirty-five minutes." <laughs> take me to the Lordy, Lordy, Lordy. Yeah, take me to the Lordy, Lordy, day. Everybody, Lordy, dance. Lordy, how are ya? Lordy, Every- Lordy, hey, how are ya? Lordy, 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 Lordy. Everybody, yeah, but just two more dance. hours. Lordy, 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 Lordy. Okay, we're gonna hang you now. <laughs> But it's time to hang you. But honestly, Lordy, 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 do. Okay, put this Lordy, 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 you ain't hanging me, my Lordy. Lordy, 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 this is forty minutes more. No, Lordy, 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 Lordy. Lordy, 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 do. Okay, Lordy, Lordy, no, no, and a Lordy, 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 and a Lordy, Lordy, no, 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 no. Cause it's Lord. Come on, everybody, Lord. Lord, 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 This, oh my. Just for the record. This would be the greatest podcast of all time in the history of podcasting. If suddenly you press the next thing and it was him still doing that. <laughs> what are you doing? Hang on. If, yeah. You are literally throwing something with a pin on it to an audience Don't of people. Right You're dead. Mine wasn't personal. Anyway, that's the, that's, the, um, that's the story of Charles Guiteau. Well, who, it's uh, all normal. Fucking crazy eyes. All normal. Totally normal story. Yeah. So Garfield got assassinated. Right. <laughs> it's interesting, isn't I it? I mean, it was news to me, but <laughs> I, I am hoping to apply for a green card, so that might be... I might need to do the same. But this might be like... <laughs> Can you imagine if I'm doing the test of like oh. whether you can be an American and then you get to this topic and I'm like, settle. <laughs> yeah. I, uh... <laughs> like, Will, you went way over what we asked. You're like, well, it's very complicated. The wound was small then large. So. I wanted to display that in my text. Uh, there's a light. Uh, we went over because uh, my Lord this, is the, this, is, <laughs> this is one of the two best podcasts at the festival. And... The other one, of course, being. The other one, of course, being. What's uh, the ift? Yeah. The Betty ift. I called that one. Yeah. How could you not? I mean, you'd see it from all the way back there. Um, thank you guys so much for coming. This is the yeah, first live dollop. Um, there are posters of the dollop. That, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the dollop, uh, the dollop uh, art, but there are posters for sale. And uh, some of them are signed. Some of them we can sign for you guys. You need to sign some of them, William. Okay. I was going to... Uh, in between my... Sh- what time is it? You have a lot of time. 
Oh, okay, because in between my show and this show, I was going to go back to my apartment and I don't know what I would do there. But <laughs> Watch the live feed. Ah, <laughs> uh, smoke a Capri. I get you. Yep, yep. <clears throat> sure. Mm-hmm. Now a little hey, Capri. Hey. I'm just going to so watch much. the live stream of this show yeah. back, right, yeah. guys? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, I guess that, I guess Will's not going to sign because he has to go smoke some, uh, <laughs> some Virginia lights. Uh, thank you for coming to the very first dollop. Everybody, it's Gareth. You know from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. 